Hey everyone. So, um, I, so as I sort of get further into all of this and sort of scrambling or de-scrambling, um, just this, the way that, you know, we're created when we're traumatized, you know, the pieces begin to fall off and you begin to see just how, um, deeply, uh, captured, deeply conned, you know, um, because it's not just the trauma and the event of terror in a particularly agonizing, unbearable place or event. It's not just the event that's like, it's then everything built around accommodating that event. And some people can't, they just, they, it's too big an event and, you know, it can lead to all sorts of self-destructive acts, right? Because you can't seem to unload it. So, my, um, on my, whatever, my thinking at the time, well, I don't know if I thought, but my only way to deal with it, with it was to accommodate it and to agree and legitimize and refuse to undermine the predator. I mean, you don't, again, have no choices when you're two, three, four, five, there's no, and there's no one in that room that's not accommodating him. So in my instance, my mother was subservient and agreeing and a complicit, right? Um, although she had, to herself was targeted to be used by him. This is a very manipulative person. And people who traumatize you tend to be pretty manipulative. If you're, if they are, um, you know, because there are a lot of people who can, who can just be very aware and yet be very fucked up, you know, they're specifically they figured out a way to just hone in on what they need and what's going to get their, you know, fucked up needs met, right? So I really didn't recognize how deeply um, imprisoned I was. And one of the, um, and again, I'm talking about my, I'm riffing on my kind of uncovering, right? So it's my dismantling of my the particular machine that I built in response to trauma and the events that happened because of trauma. So these are specifically my um, responses. But if you've been traumatized, there are ways that you have dealt with it, right? So I'm talking about sort of de kind of de-electrifying or, you know, really kind of dismantling this um, machine that I built, an energetic machine. And I think um, if you've been traumatized, then you've, you've built a way of accommodating it or dealing with it or living in conjunction with something that's absolutely really abhorrent to you or it's really has got nothing to do with you. But you've, it's like you've accommodated this very awkward shape. You might also just, you know, have it hidden as I did in the shadow right? So, 
as it's dragged out of the shadow, and I see it kind of dredged up from the sea, right at the bottom of the ocean, this thing I had no idea about that was, you know, surrounded by dragons in order for me not to see it. The fact was that I was sexually abused by my father and then sold to be sexually abused. And all of this happened in a very early state of innocence, right, as a toddler. And, it, you know, mine was that particular abuse. It could be physical abuse. Again, it could be denial. It's, it's whatever it is. In the end, it's all horrific because it's all really in denial of, your, of you. It's a sort of stampede. It's a sort of carpet bombing so that you never, because it's so terrifying, you never show up. And you're ruled by the paradigm of, you know, this treachery. It's a monster. It's this hundred foot wave. You're always at its mercy because it's the thing that's supposed to be your parent. It's supposed to take care of you, that's supposed to nurture you. So as I as I'm, I'm beginning to able, be able to dismantle and really see the, the kernel of it, right, the core of it, I get to see, I get to sort of, you know, tear down the veil, right, and if you've been traumatized and you've accommodated, there's a certain amount of acceptance of them. You know, again, there's that relationship between child and parent where it, it can't possibly undermine the parent. It's, it's very hardwired into our evolutionary process of, you know, entertaining anything so as to not break up that, that bond, even though they're torturing you and the horror that people do is just beyond belief. So, so in my little mind, I had accommodated it, blacked out, and then when I came online vaguely, I don't know, six or seven, I don't know, he got transformed into this, you know, because you, you copy what you see around you. So what I saw around me was a woman that was submitted to him, that did everything he said, that was constantly trying to soften him and make him you know, palatable, basically. And he really does care for you. He really, you know, he's not really a fucking monster, right? So now you've got no one other than a monster that's abusing you and his sidekick that's, you know, trying to soften, it's like PR machine. And this is all you've got. I mean, there's no one for a zillion miles away. You're not gonna go to your neighbor and say, look, you know, this guy's a cunt, right? No, you're gonna continue to apologize and accommodate and, and, and I, what I did was I, you know, reinvented him and them, you know, I had to, it was my, you know, job in this family to save them. It was just this crazy, delusional, terrified, magnified out of proportion little child that had to make them work. He couldn't just be doing this because he was a piece of shit. No, he wasn't a piece of shit. Look, she was admiring him and she was making him into this great guy. So I had to also, you know, pump air into that story, right? So by doing this, we both collectively agreed to this filth, this scum. We both collectively adorned 
and protected this monster. I wasn't, I was terrified. I was blacked out. I was whatever. And she was an adult, but an infantilized adult who felt powerless and whatever. And so her job was to, you know, keep inflating him. which is something which I've actually done before, inflating grotty people. I've been knack for doing that. Because it came from learning early on, you know. They're horrific, you know. I need to make them feel good. So I need to inflate them. So I won't see the truth of the shit that they are, right? So it's all learning. It's all kind of mimicking, right? We, what we learn early on in that furnace is something that we then carry on. So in the waking up and the true seeing of what happened, and I'm really getting to see a, the picture of this piece of shit. How, and you know, the, the, the difference between my kind of rendering of him as this kind of, you know, bigger than life, caring, almost pastoral, almost, you know, religious figure. I mean, insane. It's insane. To seeing the truth of this scheming, evil, strategically targeting, lazy shit who just was a psychic vampire that fed off people and used them strategically. That's what I was really dealing with. And, of course, I had no idea. And the medicine has, you know, shown me, again, in different pieces and, um, and through different lenses, the whole, it's like a map being in front, was put in front of me. Like the whole narrative of the truth has been unfolded because he tricked all of us. He tricked my mother, he tricked me. I mean, she's obviously an adult, but again, you know, she was in her own powerless place, right? And, and so you also, so when you begin to see, when, when the kind of, the truth, you know, when the sort of, the costumes fall off and the, you know, the curtain is pulled and you begin to actually see them, because in your mind, if you've had trauma and if your particular penchant was for reincarnation in your brain, reimagining the scenario, which is what was my safety was like, I have to reimagine this. I have to black that shit out. I have to reimagine this place and then reinvent these people so that I can pretend that this is not happening. Because there's no, it's total confusion and terror, right? So you're trying to, in your little mind, you're trying to figure out, well, how am I going to make this work? Because this is all wrong somewhere, right? I've got to you have to keep kind of like, you know, puffing up the pillows, you know, because they might flatten out and then you've got nowhere to sit, right? That's actually worse than that. It's just you're always trying to, you know, kind of rebuild it. I think of it as a sandcastle, you know, the wave keeps coming and this, you build the sandcastle and it gets swept away and the next day. It's just there's, there's always something not quite right, something that's going to fall apart very quickly. It's like being in the middle of the ocean, you know, with a little boat that's it's got holes everywhere and you're constantly, you know, taking out the water. The sense was it was unbelievably unstable, but I had to make it work. 
So this lazy piece of shit um, then was feeding off her family, got work from her, um, used her to get to them, and then used me because he had no money, and then he had to start making actually make money. And in my world, again, it's a world of trauma, it's a world of a child, I had to make him good. You know, he really did care for us, and he really did, you know, that's, that's outside again the shadow. The shadow was just this huge piece of continent that was blacked out in my, set, in my brain somewhere. It was just like shoved somewhere. I didn't know how you shove a whole continent of that shit, but I blacked it out. And so when I basically came to and actually started to actually tiptoe into reality or consciousness or wake up, um, you know, he, he was reinvented. You know, I, this all happened because I, you know, he was like this because he wanted the best for me, and you know, and it was bullshit. He was looking for someone to do his bidding. He was a lazy shit, and he figured through tyranny and anger and fear he'd make everybody, you know, jump to and get the shit done for him that he needed to be done. He didn't give a fuck about anyone. I later came to realize. So, if you're always um, trying to survive, then your focus is on the person that's hurting you, right? So your focus is always on the one that's injuring you. And you're trying to re, um, reimagine them and so your reimagining takes on layers and layers and layers so the slightest gesture of any kindness would be ballooned into some kind of you know epic godlike thing that was done by them oh my god they actually you know they did this this must mean boom that I'm just this and that right because in truth, you're always on the verge of death and you're being, you've been completely rejected and denied. I mean, completely. One of the telling uh, stories that my mother told me a while ago was, oh, you know, when we were very little, we'd take the boat to England, my brother, my mother, etc. This long-ass journey across, you know, chops, chopping seeds across the Atlantic. It was pouring with rain. It was, we were all sick and puking up. And, he just took a plane, you know, he was a, it was that total mass, you know, macho, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm better than everybody else. So he just wanted slaves. And, you know, there was no, you know, equal right, there was nothing. It was just like, I'm a guy and everybody else is just a slave. So in this fallout of really finally, you know, there's no more perfume and there's no bubble machine and, you know, the ugly truth of this sort of sinister piece of evil kind of appears. You see what you've built in response. You begin to see who you are in response to them. So one of the things that happened is that we all got cancelled out. In other words, nothing was as important as him, right? So all of us, we, you know, how we felt and who we were had no relevance. It was only in relation to him. And there's a sudden awakening like, oh my God, you know, is this what, because your behavior then replicates itself. So is that what I'm doing all the time? 
I'm completely in refusal of my needs, right? And you can begin to see it, there's this sort of magnificent opening of like, oh, okay, I'm not going to distract from my life because the code is now very clear. So before you had, if you've been traumatized and this was your particular strategy of reinvention or accommodating them or making them work, I mean, to the nth degree, you're sticking a square peg in a round hole, right? It's like, I'm going to get this fucking peg in there if it's the last thing I do. I mean, that's all the child is doing is I've got to make this fucking thing work. And everything, but everything, every breath, every thought, everything is directed to making this shit work. It's horrific. It's wrong. They've abused you. You've been tortured. You've been neglected, whatever. But the little brain of the child is like, I've got to make this work. They can't be this evil. I mean, you don't even know really what evil is, right? And so you're, you're always kind of, it's always a balloon that's going to disinflate because they're going to do something, you know, or deflate because it's always, they're always going to do something like, oh, fuck. And then you've got to sort of figure out a way to sort of, well, that's because of X. You know, you're always uh, accommodating. And there's this incredible belief system that you've built to make them work. And once you, you know, get to the truth of it, which is a journey unto itself, then there's almost a rebellion with yourself in them. Like, wait a minute, you know, I don't take good enough care of myself, you know. I don't, because they've, you're doing to yourself what they've done to you. So if they've just used you, as was in our case, right, then you're just used to being used. It's natural. I mean, somebody else would say, for God's sake, it's insane. You know, that's like the third world situation, right? When I say third world, it's like when your brain is just like completely shut down. Where you're just used and abused at will and you accept it. And you realize, well, fuck, you've never been here. You are so shrouded by all their dysfunction that you really never valued who you were or even really, you just thought it was normal to be some, a dog on a leash. That was what was justified. Whatever your, again, your trauma and your response to that trauma. And for me, it's like, you know, I accepted being a dog on a leash and answering to this lazy piece of shit, this, you know, predator, scumbag. But I literally built a person in me that had a very strong energetic sensibility that agreed and said, yeah, it's okay to be the dog on the leash. In fact, there's something almost stoic and poetic and, you know, graceful about being silenced, being refused, allowing this scum 
to be a kind of Godhead, a deity. And, oh my God. Well, because when you're in terror and you're in trauma early on, you're going to accept anything. And I suppose by saying all of this, is what I'm saying is that we cannot underestimate the power that we have to accommodate the most horrific things as children. We cannot underestimate how that we program up to include horror. And it could be any sort of horror. Abuse, judgment, blame, the constant garbage dump of somebody else into our pristine, you know, ocean waters. That these are very powerful agreements and contracts that we make early on. That we do not break these contracts. It is very difficult for a child to turn around and say no. And so once you've built them in this very, like you live in them, like you don't, so again, it's more and more of a shedding. Now, not, now you've seen them and you've understood what happened in that moment of blackout or whatever, whatever happened to you. Then there's this shift of like, your relationship to yourself is going to change because you no longer, now you've seen the truth of this person, you, you know, that truth then shifts you. Is if it no longer has that energetic pull, which it can't because it's like saying, oh, that was just a cunt, right? That, that wasn't any of that shit. You know, once it's been kind of cleaned out in your head, it's like, here he is, stripped down. He's this, you know, con man piece of evil. He wasn't all the things that, you know, my mother built the narrative she built around him and then consequently the narrative that I then, you know, attached to and which I was involved also in adorning and, you know, making this bigger and bigger, you know, making a richer and richer mission and five source to cover shit, basically. We were both involved in the collusion of inventing someone that wasn't there. And she still doesn't want to wake up and see what happened or who this person was. So there's no conversation. But, you know, having done the plant medicines and all this work, you get it, you see it. It's shown to you so clearly. So that means that you can no longer... So that now that the predator has been stripped, you know, of his finery, you know, the king without any clothes, right? You finally see what you've been dealing with, which is this darker energy. Well, then you get a, you get, that's another piece of you being taken back. Like, well, I no longer have to deal with, submit to, be obedient, you know, like your own behavior and belief system, your automatic coding is like, well, wait, 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 you know. If all that was wrong, then all this BS about, you know, inflating broken people or whatever, all this bullshit, 
I don't need to do, that's no longer valid. So, oh, okay, now, the darkness is not the focal point of your attention. Now you're in this vast space on your own, and you finally get to focus on you and see, oh, okay, who the fuck am I? Right, because in this elaboration and in this, in trauma, when you are fixated on not dying, when you're fixated on a threat, when there's kind of imminent death because this kind of monster is, you know, uh, stalking the grounds, then there's this energetic shift where now like, oh, you exist. There's no threat. You actually have freedom. You actually have the ability. It's not clouding. It's not taking up all the oxygen in your energetic circuit. Now you see yourself here, you're present. All that noise is, see all of your space, if there's trauma, is taken up by trying to exist inside of that place. So they literally, it's like a surround sound of shit. Like you are not getting out of that um, place. It's absorbing everything in you. But once they've been seen, once the trauma has finally been seen, well, there's no noise. And you can finally say, well, who the fuck am I? And like, you know, where am I in all of this? Um, um, that is a huge seeing. Um, now you actually are on stage. You're actually here. Because the thing that owned you no longer has any of your belief in it. No longer has any of your terror in it. It doesn't exist. It can't because you no longer believe it, because you've seen the truth of it. So now there's actually like, wow, Everything's been swept off the stage, right? All the noise has been removed, cancelled out. You're not under threat of this monster or this trauma. And now you're actually here. And it's like, well, who am I? Like, and then you recognize how much of you was stolen, how much of your energy was taken up by the predator, how much of your life force and how little of you was valued and respected. You see them. And you know, all this, the infantilized child trying to deify, deify this human being so she won't die. You do it so you don't die but it's evil. And it's only completely powerless when you finally face the fear and you see it for what it is. As a child, you're 
building stories and you know all sorts of imaginative narratives to not die to make this okay to fit the squeeze that square peg into a round hole that's all you're doing it's this relentless effort to exist in an, in an impossible situation to make 10 different pieces work together all your effort is to like i've got to survive in this place this has got to work i've got to make this work in my case i didn't know why but it was relentless and now that all of it's been stripped away and i see the evil for what it is the person for who they are the selfish, cruel, you know, horror of this person. I also see how much I was abused. And I'm not just talking sexually, but my, my brain was taken, right? My, it was like, a, it's like being brainwashed. Your mind is snatched. Your energy is taken. You're made to feel like you're nothing. You're only worthy when you're fulfilling the needs of this predator. I had no idea how much I had been stolen. Because the ego is a very clever tool, again, of deception and delusion and denial. And it thinks it has power and all that stuff, you know. It can't face the truth of what's really happening. It doesn't know, it's completely disconnected. So, again, this is only my um, kind of dismantling of this whole machine, you know, from absolute pure terror to ballooning into delusion to escape the terror, and then for that delusion to be completely deflated and by the plant medicines, and then to actually see the truth and how I was wrapped up and threaded in and conned by this evil. And trauma, you know, you can imagine a poor little child, little boy, little girl, with this person coming at them, this huge angry face of a monster, right, of a tyrant. You know, you're terrified. You feel like you've done something wrong, that it's your fault that they're angry. It's your fault that they are unhappy. It's your fault that you're a child. It's your fault that you have feelings. It's everything is your fault when they're coming at you, right? It's a, you know, a carpet bombing, the likes of which no one should have to entertain or undergo, especially as a child. It's a, it's a hostage-taking situation, but you don't know that. You have nothing to reference it to. You just think this is the world. This is, it is all me doing something terrible, when it's them who are, you know, basically poison. And you're being smothered in their poison. So you're going to build like a, an antibody to that. And your antibody will be, I'm going to accommodate this. I'm going to make this work. 
and then I'm, you know, and mine was, and then I'm going to reinvent the truth, reinvent this person, and my relationship to it. So, you have to look at the balance of your relationship to your trauma, to your predator. And mine was, if I remain camouflaged, if I, if I kind of disappear, if I agree, if I fulfill, if I'm the coy, powerless, you know, thing, this giant's not going to see me. This tyrant's not going to attack me. I won't be a target. If I challenge it, it will, I will be a target, and I'm too little, and I will be wiped out. So let me show up without any power, coy, obedient, submissive, and let me, you know, make him the center of the universe and deify him, right? Make him into some kind of god. My mission is to save him. It was all a form of protection from being eliminated. But in that making of and building of that protection, I then refused all of my power. And you have to refuse them to allow to yourself, refuse yourself to allow them to live. It was um, a strategy of survival that then became its own living, breathing, energetic code that had action and, you know, automatically found the same situations, right? So we need to look at the balance of our relationship to the predators and how we built, how we manage those as children. You know, what do we do to mitigate the situation? And then consequently, who did we become? Because if you're always refusing yourself, that's what you do in life. You know, you don't matter. Because that's what you learn early on. If I'm to survive here, I have to disappear. I have to show up with what this man wants so that I won't be, you know, drowned. Although, of course, you're drowned. You're drowned because you have to refuse yourself and adapt and accommodate. So, um, again, as... If you, I mean, I don't know how far you've been disconnected from your child, how many motions you refused. I don't know to what extent you are disconnected to your spirit. But as you return and you go through the seeing of the truth, eventually you get to see whatever it is that your dragon was hiding from you, right? The truth of the kernel of it and all the emotions, etc. But then, who you truly are, because you've only lived in relationship to the predator. Right? Your whole life, if you've carried the code over years and years and years, and you've made it, you know, this, an automatic thing of how you live, that no longer has any power. That no longer, once you've stripped everything down, you cannot be that person anymore. You only built it in response to pure terror and death. That is not who you are. And there's a waking up of, oh, wow, I don't really value myself. You know, I don't really consider myself because that's was a child. I wasn't allowed to do that. Don't, you know, you're not important. 
Everybody else is important, but you are not important. And in order for you to survive, you've got to make someone else important. Because if you make them important, then you matter. If you don't, you might be killed. So there are all these very subtle and not so subtle ways that you've adapted if you've been traumatized to survive. It could be a 10 million other things. I'm just talking about, I'm riffing on my kind of waking up to all of this and the, the effects of trauma through plant medicine. Right? And I was completely eliminated. So I was out, I was blacked out, etc. right? So look at that relationship. Look how you've been tied in. Look what you've built, who you've had to build in order to make that predator to connect to that predator, to connect to all, you know, to, to survive the trauma. Because in that relationship, there are many truths to be seen. And when there is a waking up and there is a ripping of, you know, the veils and seeing of truth, you kind of emerge because the power that you've given the predator now longer, no longer has any, well, there's nothing there to keep it alive. There's no belief once you see the truth of it. And once you pierce that veil, you can finally emerge, right? You finally surface. And what you've seen is, I saw was like, I've never been here. This thing completely used, abused, and took me over. And I had built something only in relationship to that. Of course you did. It was life or death in every moment. For a child, it's life or death in every moment. Remember, it's powerless, it's vulnerable. You, you are powerless, you are vulnerable. You are shit scared. You've arrived, this is it. There's nothing else but these people. you are going to figure out what works quickly. You know your life's at stake. So there's a lot of hiding. There's a lot of refusal, a ton of denial, and a person building that's an antibody and a sort of armor that will keep you alive for the moment, moment to moment. And then it will become uncomfortable as you get older and it will become, you know, unbearable. And the code, which is a horrific code, because you're not actually present for it, will constantly be in a battle with your, with, with, with your truth because your truth doesn't disappear and die. It's always banging at the door. So, yeah, I'm just, it, it's, these are many, as, as, this is just a one job thing. This is a slow, everything is being disconnected. And as each thing is disconnected, there's a real shift in, uh, in you, right? It will all change because the relationship to the original conditions have changed.
because the fear is now no longer present. Because you've seen it for what it is. Because, you know, um, you've been able to, you know, literally get through this darkness and face everything. It's an ongoing dismantling. And then kind of a reemergence, you know, that you, it, once you don't need the armor, you don't need the costume because you only needed it because of the terror of the predator, the terror of the trauma. So it's a slow, it's like, wow, wow, okay. If you're able to get angry enough at the person that did you the injustice and the injury, in that anger, there's also, they, they lose their power because you finally can express what you feel. And once you've felt it and said it and there's no response, they're not there, right? You yourself can begin to sort of be dredged up from it all. You're, it's safe for you to come out. It's safe for you to say, but what about me? What about me? Where was I in all of this? And you begin to see the enormous narcissism, the enormous selfishness, the cruelty, the real, ugh, what a cunt, what an absolute cunt. And I'm talking about a guy, it could be a woman, I don't know, whatever, you're such, like the horror, the full, you're able to finally see the full scenario and understand the horror of this human being. And then it's time for you. It's time for you to be loved and respected and valued. And that's the next shift. Okay. Happy dismantling. Bye.